Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. I'm Gloria Copeland, and welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Sister Billy Brim's back with us, and we're going to hear some really good things. Yes. Welcome, Billy. We're going to hear it because it promises us that uh, we've got a leader, a guider, Someone who leads us and guides us oh. through these days, these last Thank days especially. You, Thank God. Thank oh, God. We receive it. So that's our subject this week is how you can be led by the Spirit of God, especially in these last days. That changes everything. Now, uh, one of our scriptures, a key scripture to being led by the Spirit is Proverbs twenty twenty seven. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The English Standard Version says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, mm -hmm. searching all his innermost parts. Children of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. It says in Romans 8, 14, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they yes, are the sons of right. God. So we can expect to be led. I expect to be led. He will guide us. And how does he do it? Now, this is a key part of Proverbs 20, 27. It's the spirit of man mm -hmm. that is a candle of the That's Lord. That's where the light is. That's where the light is. Man is an eternal spirit. Genesis 1, 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, God them. is a spirit. Man yes, is a spirit. Yes, exactly. Jesus said God is a spirit. Uh, that was in John 4, 24. So if man is made in his image, then man also is a spirit. That's on that next page. Man in his image is also a spirit. Bless the Lord. Praise God. So, then we're giving, given a further um, enlightenment to man. Bless the Lord. Somehow There's page two. two and three got mixed okay. up there. I can uh, actually count to four. Yeah, sometimes. actually. Bless oh, the Lord. Day I count to four. <laughs> but now you're going to want page two up there. Okay. You got one. You're gonna, you need page two. I wish we had a page two for you, but you can go on and get notes and things. I know Gloria will tell you how at the end. So since God is uh, made man in his image, and Jesus said in John 4, 24, that man is a spirit, God is a spirit. So man in his image is also a spirit. Mm -hmm. There's a key verse to the makeup of man in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. W-H-O-L-L-Y, entirely holy. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Man is tripartite. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Spirit, soul, and body. I I've heard people say, and I don't know why they say it, but they'll say it like this, body, soul, and spirit. And Brother Hayden said that's because they're more conscious mm. of the outer man, the body, than the inner man when actually we are a spirit. We have a soul, mind, will, and emotions, mm -hmm. and we live in a body. 
uh, I, I sometimes do this to illustrate this. Like, let's say, for instance, we're standing in front of a congregation and I would have you come up and I would say, how many see Gloria? <laughs> and everybody would raise their hands, you know, that they can see Gloria. And then I trick them. Oh, and I say, really? oh, no, you cannot see Gloria. You just see the house that Gloria lives in. The New Testament always called it, this is our tabernacle, our tent, mm -hmm. our house. But the real man is on the inside. He's a spirit. And so if I had Gloria up there, you know, I would, I would go like this. She's on the inside looking out these windows. The eyes are like the, the, like the, like the windows to the soul or the spirit, the inner man. And I would say something like, and this house has a blonde roof. That just gets you an idea that the real person is on the inside. When the physical body of man is dead and laid in the grave, because if you don't, it, it will begin to stink. The spirit lives on. Spirits never cease to exist. Mm. Never. They are eternal. Whether you are an eternal spirit who's going to spend life with God or you are an eternal spirit who's going to spend your future in darkness. I choose God. You're not, your spirit won't, it won't cease to exist. It's going to go on somewhere. As long as I'm with God, that's okay. As long as we're with the light in God, not in darkness. Uh, when the physical body of man is dead and buried, the spirit lives on. Um, Paul really was in a place of decision. He was making a decision. Gloria, you teach so many times on our choices as to long life. And when you teach about it, you, you always read the ones that say, you, according to this, you can live a long life. According to the words of your mouth, according to your choices, you, you get the scriptures out. And as Chip says about you, you pin people to the wall with the word. <laughs> and uh, so it is a choice. For most people, it's a choice. Yeah. Uh, Philippians 1.23, Paul writes, I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So Paul says, I am making a decision. I, the real man, I, Paul, would like to depart and be with Christ. Now, he doesn't mean his body. He knows his body would go to the grave. And he says, that's far better. But, he says, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. For me, the spirit man, Paul, yeah. to live in this house here and go around teaching and preaching more is, is going to be more helpful to the people of his day. So he chose to stay. 2 Corinthians 5, 6. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 8, we are confident and willing rather to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. So when the real man leaves, mm -hmm. and we call this physical death, when the real man leaves the spirit of man and takes the soul with him, uh, the body here is put into the grave. My husband can't pass away, you know, and uh, he was a Native American. He was a Cherokee. And people who knew Kent, they thought he was quiet. But around the kitchen table, around our, we had a big old country kitchen. We ate all our meals at the table back then. We didn't go out to eat. We cooked and stayed home. And at the table, he reigned there. And he was kind of like, remind you, my kids laugh at him now that he's in heaven, you know, and they like to remember him. 
And that's some of their greatest memories, is how he sat there at that table and told stories of his conquests. In the old days of the Native Americans, they might have told about a great hunting trip. Well, he might at that table tell a big, a big fish he caught. Or he might tell about this run that and he made. And over and over? Yeah, over and over. Every <laughs> Saturday morning, the kids had to hear the story of his football prowess. You know, I bet they're glad they heard. <laughs> they're glad. Oh, they just it's just a joyful thing. So anyway, when Kent passed away and uh, he was down, uh, his body was in the uh, funeral home, uh, Terry, my oldest son, and, and I were in there with him. And he said, Mom, you could really teach on spirit, soul, and body here. <laughs> because anybody that knew dad that really knew him, no, he's not at home in that body. Because if he were at home in there, he'd be up telling us stories. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not. And he, he's not there. Any of you that have experienced a loved one going on, you know that the real person of that loved one of yours went on. And we're trusting to be with the Lord. Now we're going to be on page three. And... Uh, I'm looking for it. The top of it is going to say the inward man. The Bible says there's an inward man and an outward man. 2 Corinthians 4.16. For which cause... This is the outward man. Yeah, that's the outward man. He, he, he can, can feel. Feeling. You can touch him. And it's good that we have this outward man. And live in this body so that we can have authority in the earth. That's right. Because the minute you leave here, you're not having authority in the earth anymore. 2 Corinthians 4.16, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So this inward man doesn't get any older. No, he gets wiser. Hallelujah. He gets renewed. That's why we need to let him be in charge. That's why we need to let him be in charge. Yep. You know, Ken and I share the same natural birthday, uh, December 6th. And so I always send a, a little greeting to him on December 6th. It's easy for me to remember his birthday. It's my birthday. And uh, I told Ken one time, ours is the only profession I know of where it's better to get older. Because you learn more. Oh, yeah. Your spirit, man, and, and it's God speaks in your spirit. He doesn't speak to your body. He speaks in your spirit. The spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. Right. So it's the spirit of man, the inward man that's getting renewed day by day. It's the inward man where you hear the voice of the spirit and you're growing, you're growing and, 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 and so growing, hopefully, that your inward man dominates your outward man. And he feeds on the word of God. Yes. And you know what, Gloria? You and I are older now. Really, Billy? Yeah, we really are. You have to tell I everybody. don't mind it a bit. I do not <laughs> mind it a bit. Because I used to look at Sister Wilkerson and I'd think, ooh, I'm going to be glad when I get as old as she is so that I can have that kind of a knowledge with God. I can have that kind of a experience. There's one thing, Gloria, that young ministers don't have that we have, and it's experience. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have experiences great and wonderful, but you don't have as much experience at 20 as you do at 70. That's right. And you've seen and you've proven and you've walked in as this inward man is being renewed day by day. And as he, he grows and he's being renewed, he's supposed to dominate you, not the outward man. That's right. And as he dominates you, I don't really think so much about getting old, older. I, I, I don't, I'm not one of those who says, oh, look at the wrinkles. Oh, da, 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 da. I don't do it Why because do I, I am thrilled uh, with what I've learned of God. And I'm still learning every single day. Praise the Lord. Me too. 
Now, this inward man is also called a hidden man of the heart. Heart and spirit are often interchangeable in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll say heart. Sometimes it'll say spirit. Uh, 1 Peter 3, 4. Let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet, that means calm spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. So uh, he's, he's speaking here to women, actually. And he's telling them, don't let uh, your, your outward man be your total appeal. Uh, your plaiting of the hair, your wearing of gold, your wearing of, of apparel. He doesn't tell them not to wear gold, not to plait their hair, not to wear apparel. Or he'd be telling them, don't wear clothes. That's right. But he says, <laughs> if you want to be an influence, then let it be your inward man. And notice to women, he writes the inward man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet, calm spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. And oh, how I do love it that our spirits can be calm. They can be peaceful. They can be at rest. And it's a great, um, it says it's a great price to God. He paid a great price for me to get it. And then he values it. It is the new creation in, in, in your new birth, in your being born from above, in your being born again. It is the spirit man that is born anew. It's not the outward man. It is written in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things Praise are God. now become new. When you... Uh, Gloria, I, I happen to know your story very well, and you were home alone, and you saw in the Word of God, you just said, Jesus, here's my life. Do something <laughs> with right. it. Immediately, Gloria, the, the old Gloria. I didn't know the right words as we traditionally speak, you know. You didn't know the four steps. Mm -mm. And you, but you on the inside, immediately the old things passed away and all things yes, became new God. on the inside. I know you had blonde hair. It didn't change. The outer man didn't change. Your blue eyes didn't change, but everything changed on the inside of you. You, you didn't even know how much changed. No. But you're a brand new creature. You're a brand new species that never was before. And then that inner man, as you feed the inner man on the Word of God, and I know God got you in places where you could hear the Word of God, mm -hmm. as you fed your spirit and you fed your spirit and you fed your spirit, and, and you and Ken made a, made a decision to, to read the Word and walk in it, then that spirit man grew and eventually uh, has dominance over your soul and your body. Uh, there are a lot of people who think the spirit and the soul are the same. They're not. No, they're not. Well, how do we know that? The Bible tells us. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. If the spirit and the soul were the same thing, you could not divide them. That's but right. there is something yeah. that divides them, and that is the Word of God. Mm. Your spirit is the inner man, the new creation man. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. And, of course, your body is your body. With your body, 
With my body, I contact the physical realm. That's easy to see. With my mind, my soul, I contact the intellectual realm. With my spirit, I contact God. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. That's right. So if God's going to tell me anything, it's the light of the he's going to contact me. He's going to lead me. He's going to guide me. It's going to come in my spirit, not my body and not my mind. Mm -hmm. He does not contact me through the physical realm. Even if you said like on the other day's program, God, if you want me to do that, have it lightning three times. That's a physical realm. I didn't say that. Did yeah, you did. I must have made that up. <laughs> you did make it up, but it was good. Very oh. demonstrative. Maybe that was. It, it demonstrated instance. the point. Uh, you can't go by feelings, which are the voice of the body, or the emotions even. Mm -hmm. Emotions have feelings. Well, that's why the word is so important. I don't feel like God loves me. God loves you. He said in the word, He loves you, has great love for you. So he, whether you feel love or don't feel love is nothing. Because he has told you in his word, he tells you in his spirit that he loves you. And if you don't know the word, you can't divide between the two. No, you discern can't divide between, between the, the two. two. You can't discern between the two. Mm -mm. Is this coming from my, just my head here? Or is God speaking to me in my spirit? Great point, Gloria. That's right. Great point. Praise God. So God, who is a spirit, contacts me through the spiritual realm. So therefore, if I'm going to hear from God, I'm going to have to do something about my spirit. I'm going to have to train it. I'm going to have to bring it up so that it can hear God and get messages from God. Bless the Lord. Turn it to you. Miss Glow in Pink. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. 30 seconds. How could it have gone so fast? <laughs> that guy, he must be on something. All right. So God has to, he talks to me. I mean, it's possible for you to hear a voice, but it's very, no, un, it's not the norm. You, I mean, a loud, uh, audible voice. Even if it's audible, though, it's, good, it's really coming in through your spirit. Yeah, we'll talk about that you. later. But yeah. when, as you put the word in your spirit, it renews your thinking and it gets you in line with God and you begin to think in line with him instead of against him. And it becomes such a wonderful thing to walk after the Spirit of God. So stay with us in these teachings and, and find out. Maybe all of you know, I'm sure all of you have not yet been born again. I'm sure most, a lot of you have not ever received the Holy Spirit. But to walk in the blessing, to walk in the best God has for you, you need to fulfill all that He's called you to be, which is to be born again, and to walk in the Spirit, to walk in the Word, to change your thinking. And the formula is it equals victory in mm -hmm. this life. Glory to victory. God. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.